You're listening to Different Things Can Be Sad. Welcome to Different Things Can Be Sad, where it's cool to care about whatever the hell you want to because we're in trying times right now. We are, we are, we are. I am Yasmin Lomax. And I'm Micah Hahn. And we are the hosts who are here to brighten this confusing month we're in and hopefully provide you with some content that will make you feel probably a range of emotions but I think the predominant one we want people to come out with is like happy would that be accurate Micah yeah um comforted comforted Mm -hmm. it's a really hard time right now and everyone is in such a wide variety of situations and we wanted to maintain as much more normalcy as we could while still bringing you some joy even if our podcast is called different things can be sad yeah but as we've explained that's that's not always the case um usually though politics um are kind of can be quite sad and the celebrities are not doing anything this month to provide us with pop culture news they are like us that would be happy yeah Um, they're locked in their homes so we're going to change up the structure this month. Um, we're bringing a very special episode that Micah is calling the pandemic support episode in mm-hmm. which we're just going to give you some recommendations of things to get you through this this struggle bus of a scenario. Mm-hmm. So we're going to divide this episode into two parts. First, we'll do our regular reading, watching, and listening where we tell you what we have read, watched, and listened in this month, pre, in the before times, pre-crisis and during. And then we'll have a section where we have some themed lists of recommendations we have for you. Absolutely. So having said that, let's kick her off. Micah, what have you been reading in March? Um, I read Normal People, finally. <laughs> it was so good. So good. Um, Better than conversations with friends, right? Yeah, oh, way better. Um, yeah. I'd like to say you know you have a very good friend when she brings you this book to read because it's not available at your own libraries. This very good friend is Yaz. That's me. Um, I did a little um, secondhand library service. Um, yeah, unfortunately, was I wasn't able to give the book back to the library, so I <laughs> hope they've like paused fees during this time because <laughs> uh, it closed before I could give it back to them. So, hmm. Hmm. Well... Um, it's a truly wonderful book. Um, it's really, it's a really quick read because it's just so immersive. Mm. Um, I would highly, highly recommend if you can get your hands on a copy. Um, it's hard to get physical copies of books right now, but almost all local libraries have ebook services, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, which I totally recommend. Um, yeah. And you know what else is great about normal people is that, it's set over such a long period of time and they have mm-hmm. really like crappy times, but it's only like yeah. a few pages and then it's like a yeah, year exactly. later and things are good again. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe we can apply that to now. Yeah. Um, the other book I read is kind of the opposite of normal people. It takes place in the time span of two days and it's called Women Talking by Miria Taus or Toes. Um, she's a Canadian author. Um, a little bit of a content warning the book is about sexual assault. So if you don't want to listen to this, just skip ahead like a minute or so. Um, it's about it's, it's inspired by these true events that happened in a Mennonite colony in South America in which the women in the village were um, drugged and assaulted by their fellow colony members like in the middle of the night. And the colony at first was like, it's the devil punishing you for being bad. And then um, like... The call, like the men of the colony, really didn't want to punish the men who had been perpetrating these crimes, and so the story is about what the women of the colony decide to do afterwards. Um, what's really interesting is it's told from the perspective of a man who has used to live in the colony and then was exiled and then came back, and so he has like a similar perspective to the women, but he's still a man. The reason why he is the narrator is because he's the only one who can read and write and so he's like supposedly like dictating these women's meetings i think it's a really interesting book um if you're in the mendel headspace for it right now um great audiobook the voices um are really wonderfully done um i would 
recommend either now or in the future for people? What have you been reading? Uh, basically the opposite of that. I have been <laughs> getting back into the works of Zoe Foster Blake, who is um, an Australian fave. She's a former mm-hmm. beauty editor, beauty business owner, and the author of about 10 books. Definitely mentioned her on here before. Um, so she started, she's written a fair few like nonfiction books on relationships and beauty, but she started off writing these like super fun, super light chiclet, you know, chiclet. Um, I don't, I don't really like that phrase, but these are Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're, they're, they're really just a a delicious thing to dip your toes (laughs) into. The only Mm -hmm. one I haven't read before and I'm reading right now is called the younger man. And it's about a, um, early thirties, um, promo girl agency owner called Abby who lives this you know fabulous single 30 something life in Sydney and then starts a little flirty sexy relationship with a younger man so you know gotta keep it light um imagining all those post-quarantine dates we can we can go on (laughs) you know you know Mm -hmm. what about watching have you watched things in March um, I watched a couple things. Uh, the two I'd like to talk about. One, I went and saw Emma in theaters back when we could go to theaters. Mm. It was great. Um, it's like an adaptation. It reminded me that we were in New York together. Yeah. Like uh, this month. This month. Very recently, we saw each other. Oh, my God. Um, the longest month of my entire life. It really is. Um, so back when I was in the same city as Yasmin, oh I saw... Emma, which I have cheekily called here an adaptation of the beloved classic Clueless. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny and heartfelt and full of so much joy, very much reminiscent of the kind of feeling you get after watching Little Women, maybe a bit more like snarky and sarcastic. So like in the kind of vein of like Marie Antoinette, um, a nice kind of like fusion of the two. Uh, it is wonderful. I think everything is going to get bumped onto streaming really quickly now. So hopefully Mm. everyone can watch it. Um, The other thing I watched, which is also just like full of joy. This has taken over Micah's life. Oh my God. Um, I started. I've been getting this month of Micah watching. Not this this month, this last week. Yeah. Um, As a person who lives alone and has not really left her apartment at all, as we all shouldn't be. Yeah. I've had a lot of time to watch Shit's Creek. And I, um, it's Canadian, which I love. And it, I was talking to a friend about it and it's very much like the type of Canadian show where if you're not Canadian, you don't understand how Canadian it is. Mm. But if you are, it like really has that feel, which I love. Um, it's perfect for the current times we're in because it's about rich people with silly problems that still have a lot of heart and soul in it. Yeah. Um, especially the first season. Um, all the relationships are adorable so good i'm like 100 percent caught up now and there's only like a couple episodes left <gasps> in the series um so looking Wait, forward you've caught up more than i have now because mm-hmm. you have i'm ahead yeah. of you i'm gonna have to get that canadian screaming yeah um so those are my watching what have you been watching um, I've been watching a show that I guess in a way is kind of similar to Schitt's Creek, um, <laughs> New Girl, Rewatching that. Mm-hmm. It's a joyous go-to for me. Uh, if you don't know, it centers on Jess Day, who is played by Zoe Deschanel, and therefore she is an adorable school teacher in her early 30s who, after a very rough breakup, moves into a loft with three guys she met on Craigslist. And I think <laughs> the thing I love about it most is it has like these very original and nuanced characters i think if you've mm-hmm. ever seen it you would agree i've never really seen another show where there's been a, someone like schmidt or winston um they're all kind of borderline insane but also you want to be friends with them so yeah. new girl is really great i also think it's um it like really stays consistent throughout all the seasons it lasted a lot longer than i think people realize and it stayed strong throughout and the dialogue which i'm noticing this time is super super sharp and witty it's really clever Mm -hmm. so it really is yeah get back into new girl kids what about listening what have you listened Um, to so two things one is heim which before right while i was writing this down they were supposed to have an album coming out on april 24th 
and they have announced on Instagram that they're delaying this release until the aftertimes because they'd like to tour the album which I understand but also give us some joy um no it's definitely like it's a financial decision right yeah yeah um there are four songs on the album that you can pre-order so step is the first single off the album which is wonderful but then there's also three bonus songs which are previously released singles so they're all wonderful summer girl brings me so much joy I do like that one. It's it's very sweet. Um, the other um, music thing, which is truly a before times thing, is fully before um, times. Fully before times. Yasmin and I went to see Pulp Fever at Arlene's Grocery um, in New York. Uh, they, we have to admit, uh, we know the band. Um, they're a bunch. They're very cool. They're like, like, yeah, as if they're like actual famous people. Yes. In They're our not. hearts, they are. They are and, in our hearts, they are. There are a bunch of NYU boys who are trying to make it big with music. Um, this was the last concert we went to, <laughs> um, and I think it was the perfect one. Uh, they're very. Uh, they have two singles out right now. One's Cave In, which um, has been out for quite a while, and then they just released a single called The Local. Um, if you buy it on Bandcamp, they're donating all the money to. Um, an artist fund to support artists who have lost a lot of their income right now. Um, it was just the sweetest, most wonderful concert. Oh my um, god, it was so fun. You guys, they're so freaking good. I mean, I'm really sorry to say that I just like did not expect them to be that good because they're I mean, like sure. they're like my friends. I was just like, oh, this will be okay. And mm-hmm. then we went and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. They covered one freaking direction, you guys. I lost it i had the best time it uh so fun so wonderful they should be as famous as one direction in, really in my personal opinion yes so go listen to them to also feel the joy that we felt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thoroughly thoroughly recommend I had a <laughs> big big opinion endorsed by yes um i have some other recommendations of songs by some of my other favorites um all my faves came mm-hmm. out this month um the killers released caution the first song mm-hmm. from their upcoming album imploding the mirage and it's great because it's exactly what you want in a killer song like it mentions the desert and like the fourth of july and there's a big guitar <laughs> moment played by Lindsay buckingham and it's it's really great they did a really cool performance of it um on jimmy kimmel's like daily updates i believe thing mm-hmm. that he's doing um so basically um they performed it from brandon flowers bathroom in nice. utah uh great acoustics in there so <laughs> you know uh we will link to that and other faves doing what faves do bright eyes are back they came out with their first song in nine years it's called persona nice. non grata and yeah w- again exactly what you want in a bright eye song it's like dejected and despondent and this time there's bagpipes in it, so that's like cool. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, surprise news this month: my beloved Paul Banks of Interpol and Matt Barrick of the Walkmen formed a super group called Muzz, and they have two lo-fi mellow tracks out now. One is called "Bad Feeling," and the other is called "Broken Tambourine." And I really hope I can I can hear them live sometime very soon. So if you accidentally dozed off at the beginning or like slipped <laughs> through or something like that, you're probably thinking, um, this is not supposed to be Micah talking about uh, politics. No, remember, we're shaking it up. We're shaking it up and we're giving mm-hmm. you um, recommendations for your time at home, which will probably be going on for a little bit. Um, so Micah, let's kick it off. We're going to start with reading and we're going to move through mm-hmm. some categories that we've devised. Mm-hmm. What is the book you would recommend to our readers if they just need a good cry, if they need to let it all out? Because, you know, there's a lot of emotions building up right mm-hmm. now. Um, I had to think quite deeply about books that truly made me bawl. But um, one is Dreamland by Sarah Dessen. Um, this book makes me ugly cry every single time I read it. It's probably, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of her, I think it is her darkest book. It was one of her first ones. And it's about 
a girl who kind of falls into an abusive relationship and it's told so wonderfully that you like connect so much with this girl that when things start to go bad it feels like things are going bad for you and it's just it's this it's perfectly written and so sad um and would definitely recommend if you need to like escape but want to like get your own emotions out it's what a good cry book is for what about you i might might add that to the list um so yeah I'm, i'm not a big book crier but I am going to recommend The Time Traveler's Wife by Audrey Niffenager. Um, I read this about four years ago. So to be honest, I don't know how much I can stand by the recommendation now. Um, but I definitely enjoyed it then. It is a love story between a woman named Claire and a man named Henry. And he has like a mm-hmm. genetic disorder that causes him to involuntarily time travel. I don't know. Maybe you've seen the um, Eric Banner, Richard McAdams movie. Mm-hmm. But um I remember this like feeling of like tragic unfairness throughout and that seems relevant right now so maybe you want to have a cry in that direction and in that case the time traveler's wife Mm -hmm. um and if you really wanted to lean in to the current moment um we're in we thought we'd give you some dystopian slash sci-fi um it does feel very dystopian like not utopian like dystopian Dystopian. sure yeah. So what's your recommendation, yes? Mine is When You Reach Me by Rebecca Steed or Stead, I believe. Um this one's like not even it's it's more of a sci-fi one. You know, I could have gone mm-hmm. with the Hunger Games or like Divergent or something. Yeah. I feel but you like you guys know those. You do, you do. Um this one I accidentally discovered when I was like twelve and I go back to it all the time. Like it's almost a comfort read for me, which mm-hmm. spoiler alert is an upcoming category. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But this one is, it's a middle grade fiction book set in New York in the late 1970s. And it centers on a sixth grader named Miranda Sinclair and touches on like some really like quite complex and pretty interesting concepts of time travel. I think everyone would like to time travel a little bit right now. So Mm -hmm. I've mentioned time travel twice. So it's obviously on my mind. Um, But yeah, really love this one. It has like a really nice, um, like, a really strong setting to it and i fell in love with it the first time and i yeah i always go back i would definitely recommend this one mm-hmm. um i would recommend a YA dystopian series called the lunar chronicles by marissa meyer mm-hmm. um it it's why dystopia but it's um fairy tale retelling so there's a little red riding hood a cinderella um there's cyborgs uh it's definitely like sci-fi dystopia mm. um read it quite a while ago um but would recommend as like if you want to go through a series right now and you that'd be fun yeah i miss Um, the series days like i miss those like city of bones books or whatever like Mm -hmm. i remember i went on like back to ireland on holidays once and me and like my best friend chewed through like five of them in like a week like we we just sat on the couch because it rained the whole time obviously um and we just read like the city of bones books and it was so much fun Mm -hmm. this is one reason why i wish i was home was that i'd have my complete like YA bookshelf (gasps) and i'd get to like just plow through all of them and just read everything again um unfortunately it's not the case um you'll have to pack them next time just like in case there's another global (laughs) pandemic i need my ya books (laughs) (laughs) exactly so speaking of going through books in our libraries that we love um as yasmin said our next category is comfort books Mm. Mm -hmm. what is yours well i probably should say meet me in the bathroom because um that book is so comforting to me that I actually brought it. So I'm in New Hampshire at the moment. I'm hiding away here right now. I brought that book with me from New York. It was one of, it's the only book I brought with me. Mm-hmm. I don't even really intend to read it here. I just like having it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe looking for a quote every now and then in there. Um, th- there was um, some really great chapters about like the post 9-11 coming togetherness of mm-hmm. New York. And that's something that I think we can all um you know take a little something from we all need to be unified in this time so that's the one that a grown-up version of me would say but really what I'm gonna fully lean into is looking for Alaska by John Green because um I bloody love it 
I love it. I read it as an audiobook at least like six or seven years ago. It came out in like 2005. Mm-hmm. So I was like behind the times. But I think I was a good age to read it. I was like 16 or yeah. 17 or something. Um, I read it as an audiobook and I read it back as an audiobook every year because I just love it that way. Um, but this one is about a teenage boy called Miles Halter who was known throughout as Pudge. And he moves to a boarding school in Alabama and meets new friends and of course the girl um the titular alaska Mm -hmm. and he finds himself on a quest to discover like essentially the meaning of life and death and there's a lot of grief and happiness and love along the way it's it's a really deep book it i i love it like i can't i know there's a lot of talk about oh is it a bit manic pixie dream girly i love it comfort me up john green yeah um i was thinking of like doing like a john green book or something of that manner for comfort books but i kind of i decided to land on a book that i think i would find quite comforting to read again which is a book i talked about quite recently it's called red white and royal blue by cassie mcquinston oh yeah um, which is a book about the first first son of the u.s who falls in love with the prince of england Mm. um and it's just so cute and it's guaranteed to make you forget your worries for just a little bit um and it's so immersive and adorable and just like a hug of a book um love a little hug love yeah. a little hug have you got a book because our next category is things mm-hmm. you're, it's fine you know you finally have time to read have you mm-hmm. got a book that you're you're getting around to finally now or one that you think other people should finally get around to Mm -hmm. so i have the book i am finally getting around to reading is beloved which is actually by tony morrison which is actually a book that uh, a couple friends and i have wanting to do a book club of um but we're like grad students who don't have time and so haven't gotten around to it but we're all gonna try and read it during this time of lots that's very cute yeah so that's a, that's a bonus recommendation. One, read Beloved. So far, I've loved it. And two, start a book club. It'll be fun. Um, if you wanted recommendations of a classic for a book club, I would recommend Emma by Jane Austen. If you're waiting with bated breath for the movie, go read the book. It's um, wonderful. And you like her voice is so strong in it and you also get a lot more of her dad in it than you do in the movie her dad is like hilarious and wonderful um so always any jane austen book really would recommend i'm terrible with those kind of ones i just i've i've I've, like i love reading i've always loved reading but i've just never been one for those like classic books i would say the closest Mm -hmm. i've got is I like really liked reading George Orwell, um, you know, mm-hmm. when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. when we did the Great Gatsby in school, I liked that. Um, but the one that I'm going to recommend is a nonfiction book because I feel like they get a little slept on, especially in times of stress. Yeah. So if you're thinking I've got some time and I could learn something and I would like some nonfiction, I'm going to recommend Stasi Land by Anna Funder. And this is one that I actually had to read for high school English, but I've read it so many times since I absolutely adored it. It's easily one of my top five favorite books ever and it's about an australian woman named anna funder who visits berlin after the fall of the berlin wall and uncovers the stories of the people who lived behind it and i think what's really interesting about this is that there's so many different voices heard um you know they're referred to as the victims and perpetrators Mm -hmm. so you're hearing from you know maybe a mother and a son who were separated on opposite sides of the wall or um you're also hearing from one of the Stasi men who was spying on people. So I think that mm-hmm. concept is really interesting. And what it really does, it sheds light on the fact that things weren't all rosy as soon as the wall came down. In fact, there were a lot of people who missed it and missed the country that it essentially created. And, you know, for actually valid reasons like not because they were brainwashed or whatever but Mm -hmm. because certain bad things happened once the wall fell um so yeah definitely a super complex and interesting read and the writing is just amazing it is so stunning and so aspirational if i could ever write something half as good as that i would 
I'd be bringing it up like the first time I ever met someone. I'd be like, I just want you to just read this one page that I wrote because it's so good. Mm-hmm. She's she's a talent. She's a talent. Um, but if you are thinking maybe you want to spend a bit more time on Netflix rather than reading with this, you know, time, this this ISO time. Um, that's Australian for self-isolation, by the way. Uh, <laughs> ISO time. Um we're going to give you some watching recommendations and we're going to use those categories again. So Micah, uh, a movie or a show that will give you a good cry. Um, I would recommend the big sick. Um, I with think Ray it's, Romano. Yeah. Ray mm-hmm. Romano. And then, um, so it's a, a true, based on a true story about Camille Nanjian and his wife, who we'll talk about a little bit later too. Um, his wife, Emily, um, and it's about the time that she got really, really ill and hospitalized and um, about him navigating through that with her parents who he's just feeding. Um, it's really, really sad, but also hilarious. Um, there's some of the best jokes in there, um, and it's so loving and wonderful. So I definitely recommend that. I'd also would recommend the movie Yasmin is uh, recommending to you. Because yeah. I love it as well. I'm about to hit you up at La La Land. Um, Ooh, it's so good. Mainly because I've actually watched this for the first time this month since seeing it in cinemas like three or four years ago. Mm. Um, for some reason, if you don't know or if it got overshadowed by the whole Oscars controversy that year. Um, it's about Sebastian and Mia, who are a couple played by the unfairly gorgeous and talented <laughs> and charismatic Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Seriously, I don't know mm-hmm. if I like love them together or I hate them. They're so perfect. They're so perfect. They're amazing. They're amazing individually. They're amazing together. Ama- amazing. Um, but in La La Land, they're both trying to make it in Hollywood. Uh, he in music and her in acting. And then we see them attempt to balance these dreams with their relationship. And it's all like very cute and fun and flirty and like a good time until we get to the <laughs> end. Not. And there is one scene at the end that will mess you up. It, it's one that rocks you. It's it's um, mm-hmm. Without giving too much away, it's it explores the idea of what could have been. It's a little bit of like a sliding doors kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And I think those sort of things really mess you up because you're like, oh my gosh, is there a, a route you could have taken other than the one you're on now? And is maybe that the right one? Is this the wrong mm-hmm. one? And there's all these questions. And maybe that's when you're going to start crying because it's all very overwhelming. So La La Land, if you need to let it out. What about, mm-hmm. Micah, if people want to lean into the dystopian aspect of our current predicament? Mm. Well, while everyone is watching Contagion right now, um, we not. not happening. I will outbreak. Do it. I mean, outbreaks mm. kind of like you're like, oh, I'm I'm not gonna get bitten by the monkey, so it's probably fine. And like, yeah, Donald Sutherland's not gonna try like bomb my small Californian town, but <laughs> yeah, um, it's a little bit too close to home. The yeah. um, dystopian sci-fi movie I would definitely recommend is Looper. I think we all need a little bit of Joseph Gordon-Levitt in our lives right now. Um, Is this you maybe going to come around to 500 Days of Summer again? No, never. Um, <laughs> I love him. Not that movie. Um, he it, it has time travel. It has murder. It has a child with superpowers. Um, what more could you want out of the dystopian future-facing movie? Um, it's a fun time. We'll definitely distract you. I'll tell you what more you could want. <laughs> vampires in a small Washington logging town how about that yes I am referring to Twilight this is pretty much a comfort movie for me too but it is there's no other word for it it's the best movie of all time it is simply the greatest it is, how is that dystopian or sci-fi there's vampires okay that's like kind of uh, I suppose it's not science fiction it's more of like a fantasy kind of thing right it's fine. I just kind of want to bring up Twilight, if I'm honest. Um, it's fair. I've realized, like, this month, like, while I've been in isolation and, like, people haven't had current events to reach out to me about, that the only thing people speak to me about are Twilight and, like, <laughs> the adjacent worlds of Twilight and the song Mr. Brightside and anything, that's, like, <laughs> in the realm of Mr. Brightside. Um, and that's fine. I've mm-hmm. I've made my bed and I will choose to lie in it with 
whatever pale mid 2000s um skinny white boy will take me which is essentially twilight um it's it's phenomenal i'm not going to explain twilight you know what it is but it's the best and worst thing that's ever been made there's this wonderful gif based meme and it said i when i said i wanted my senior to be a movie i didn't mean this and it's the new moon where like it goes in a circle and it's a changing of months I actually watched that so one. Good. It's, <laughs> it's there's a possibility that she's just like spinning around for three freaking months. It's it does. <laughs> oh, they're you guys the all of them. Yeah, my favorite thing is they actually get worse as it goes along. It's, oh, bloody love Twilight. It's I was trying to make a list of the like the ten top ten best moments just in the first Mm -hmm. twilight movie the other day there's so many of them like there's so many ridiculous things that happen just in the first movie yes absolutely like the book was kind of passable like i mean it's not well written or anything but you're kind of like like i could see why somebody's into this no Mm -hmm. the movie's Mm -hmm. pure crap and i love it (laughs) so you know um so yeah, for my comfort movie slash show, I will say uh, Twilight. Um, but I am also gonna make a case for The Office, um, which just celebrated its the 15th anniversary of its first episode. The Office always gets me through the hard times. It mm-hmm. is, you know, even like times when that have been really really tough, I would have to like watch an episode of The Office before getting out of bed in the morning, and I'd be like, oh, it's okay, like. It's just, it is a hug. It is a hug to me for absolute sure. So, get back into the twilight. Into the twilight. Oh my god! Oh man! <laughs> back into all the office, kids. Um, you know, if you want to start somewhere, you know, fun with that. There's the mm-hmm. stress relief episode that everybody's posting a lot about. The one where there's the fire at the beginning that mm. Dwight has started because that's kind of what we feel like we're in right now. Yes. Um, you could watch my favorite episode of all time, which is the one where Ryan starts a fire with his uh, cheesy pit up. And I would also recommend Jim and Pam's wedding because that's kind of like a warm, cuddly moment mm-hmm. right now. So, yeah. What about you? What What is comforting you, Micah? Or what I, um, would comfort our, our listeners? I think everyone should go back to Harry Potter, um, specifically Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban um the wrong opinion but that's okay it is the correct opinion no it is uh cinematically beautiful thematically beautiful much longer than you expect it to be um yeah because i have to do like half the movie over again yeah it's great um that always felt lazy to me mm-mm. hermione punches draco it's great um but that i find that this category is us telling you to go find the thing that makes you know will make you happy and do it yeah. even if you've seen it a hundred times yes everybody has their one um mm-hmm. i do i do actually agree with you i think prisoner of azkaban or like philosopher's stone are probably the most comforting ones mm-hmm. um chamby of seekies is where it's at though that's okay. like i mean it's it's genuinely terrifying but basilisk all the live long day Maybe we should have an Instagram poll in our stories asking people to choose between Chamber of Seekies and Prisoner of Azkaban. I mean, we'll win because, like, Prisoner of Azkaban is much more popular. It turns out a lot of people don't like Chamber of Seekies. Like, no, it's, but... it's just, it, I find there's importance in good adaptation and Chamber of Seekies. I don't know why I keep recalling it. That. Yes, please keep using it. It's really, it sounds really natural coming from your mouth. Um, the um it's very much like just word for word translation of the book that is um, fair yeah maybe that's why i love I think, it so much yeah i mean like if you it's a perfect adaptation but i don't think it like stands on its own as a piece of cinema oh anyways yeah that's that's actually you know what prisoner of azkaban has lupin in it and he's very comforting to me i just find his presence quite comforting so that's mm-hmm. fair yeah um what if people are finding that they do have a lot of time on their hands and there's something they 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 finally should you know get around to watching this is the one where like everybody recommends the sopranos right but what are you gonna recommend i'm gonna recommend the west wing 
Um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, one Rob Lowe. <laughs> one, number two, Rob Lowe. Um, <laughs> um, number one, I think it's just very good. Um, I don't, admittedly, I have not watched in the last four years, so maybe it does not stand up to the last four years of insanity. Um, but it's very heartfelt, and people, they like, there are people who like poll people in Washington about politics shows about like what's the most accurate and everyone says the West Wing is way too um, optimistic about the state of politics but maybe you want to be a little bit optimistic right now um, I think the second reason why I think it's great is because it'll let you escape our current political time and it might be nice to see competent people in the White House right now um, just maybe am I correct in like saying that no I'm, I'm... Who's the president in this? It's not who I... Um, Martin Sheen? Yeah, okay. That's exactly yeah. who I was thinking. And I was like, surely not. That wouldn't be the case. I think I always get Michael and Martin confused. Um, Michael... Martin. Is there a Michael Sheen? I think so. I don't know. Anyway. I mean, Martin Sheen is like... I Like Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez is dead, right? Yes. Yes, it is Martin Sheen. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yes, he's wonderful in doing. He's, I mean, like, he plays this kind of, he's from New Hampshire and he's very religious. I am. Very principled. Yeah. Um, and he's a Nobel Prize winning um, economist and just like everything that it's not, it's different. Um, there's a lot of seasons of it. Um and it's quite wonderful. Um, Aaron Sorkin is a really good writer. Um, oh, that's and- like Gone Girl. Um, wait, no, my, no. Who am I? Th- no. Am I thinking? No. Um, uh, he wrote social, social Network. Network. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but the Gone Girl guy directed the Social Network, right? I think it's so. A- Maybe I don't know. I haven't seen Gone Girl. It does not. Oh, sound- that's what you need to get around to. It is. Mm, I feel like it's. Um, while some people are leaning heavily into like terror destruction, not currently. I'm good. I um, want happy. So what do you think people should binge? <laughs> what do I think people should binge? Um, I'm gonna tell you what I'm binging, which mm-hmm. is it's always sunny in Philadelphia because I think I've been like kind of pretending to know what this is for like many a mm-hmm. year. Um, but it is a show about the owners of an unsuccessful Irish bar in Philly who are just like bad people like to each yes. other and to everyone else in a kind of like Seinfeldy sort of way. So I think if you mm-hmm. like Seinfeld, you'll like this. Um, but they cover a lot of very controversial topics in a way that's like mostly funny and that you can tell that the writers are good people behind it all. Um, if you ever look at the um the the titles of the season one episodes you will know what I'm talking about but that's yeah that's what I'm currently binging at the moment so join me join me <laughs> listening how about listening do you have recommendations for things if people are working from home you know maybe albums or artists that they could listen to that are good working from home tunes so I have been, I think right now it's really hard to focus on work um, and, or just getting up the desire to do work. So I'm recommending some stuff that I think will get you excited to move and do things um, mm. and pumped. Mm. So I've been kind of delving into my musical past and things I used to really love. And one of the things that I started listening to again was Adele specifically 19. Oh, um, which has, I think, some of her most, like, heartfelt and classic songs. There are less, like, belty ballads and some more, like, subtle, sweet songs. Yes. Um, truly love it. Um, in a very different vein, um, Wide Awake by Parquet Courts is, like, this super upbeat, rocky, um, like, anti-establishment, mm. um, wonderful, high-energy music that if you're, like, going and like trying to get through some like menial tasks that you have to do. Perfect. Um, the last thing I will say is I think every work from home day needs a dance party, especially okay. if you can't uh, go to the gym 
or get out for a walk. Um, today I had a Casey Musgraves dance party. Um, you, Micah. It was a lot of fun, especially if you're like, I need to get like some housework done. You listen to like the first part of the album, which is less dancey, and then you get like the one, two, three of um, High Horse. Oh, mother. No, you skip Mother. Oh, sorry, yeah. That, don't that's, listen that's to a, Mother. There's a big skip right now. That's a yeah, big Yeah, it's a big, big zoop, skip. Zoop, zoop. Just skip it. Yeah, once but you get into like High Horse, is like fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get like. <laughs> exactly yeah um so those are my kind of less worky but more getting you in good spirits recommendations i like those um so what i've been listening to as i've been working from home these past couple weeks uh fine line by harry styles uh if it's good enough for stevie nicks it's good enough for you is my (laughs) like my motto for life and it comes in very handy here stevie nicks wrote I guess like a note to her fans in -hmm. relation to this whole situation and was like hey I'm quarantining inside like you know just isolating um just trying to chill out like get inspired and she's like mainly I've been listening to Fine Line by Harry Styles which is absolutely amazing Harry you should be so proud of yourself this is your rumors anyway (laughs) bye everyone and I was like what was the purpose of this note like was this just a very thinly veiled way to reach out to Harry Styles and tell him the album's like sick I don't know um it's great um I mentioned it I believe last episode but The World at Night by Walter Martin uh he's putting out a lot of great stuff at the moment to try and keep things positive so I would recommend following him on Instagram and just keeping up with stuff there and I also love Yours to Keep by Albert Hammond Jr. It is the Strokes guitarist's first solo album from way back in 2006. And it's um, just very chill. It's very summery. Like it's my, it, that and like Suck It and See by Arctic Monkeys are like my summer albums. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm excited for summer. I'm excited for when we're all running around potentially within six feet of each other. So Ooh, that'd be lovely. Yeah, so that's getting me in the mood. Um, But sometimes it's important to have some company, right? So if you're Mm -hmm. self-isolating alone, sometimes it's nice to have a podcast, maybe one called Different Things Can Be Sad, where two friends just like have a little chat Mm -hmm. to you. But I mean, you're already listening to us. So what else should people listen to, Micah? Um, One recommendation that is incredibly new, it's called Staying In with Emily and Camille. So it's um, Camille Nanjani and his wife, Emily. I can't remember her last, Forrester is maybe her last name. Um, They are making a podcast from quarantine, um, which is about tips and tricks for being cooped up at home. Um, Emily is, after the illness that the big sick is all about, um, was immunocompromised and has lung issues so they've actually been self-quarantining for more weeks than most of us have right um and so they kind of have to have some good tips emily also works from home as a writer normally um so has quite a bit of stuff they're also their banter is just amazing um they introduced the best chronology to understand the state of affairs they call it the before and after tom wilson event so Tom Hanks and his wife yeah. get sick and that kind of, in their minds, changes how people are reacting to the virus. And I think it's a great way to think about it, especially in, in an American context. It's a little bit different other places. Um, but they introduce interesting things like that. Um, there's Mine is like the after. before slash after um the travel ban like that wednesday night or wherever where they were mm-hmm. like we're we're travel where you know people can't come in and out of the u.s or whatever mm-hmm. that was the freak out moment i think mm-hmm. for a lot of people i know but yeah definitely some, some pivotal points mm-hmm. um that sounds really fun though i like that it's really fun nice to think about people who are like quarantined with their bay you know well done mm-hmm. you won you won yeah, this we quarantine. Really won. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if maybe it's like, mm-hmm. like it's. I think it'd be really good the first like two days, and then you'd be like, <laughs> you know, what, maybe distance is kind of cute and sexy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, my favorite is after they like lifted quarantine in China, and there were like yeah. thirty-eight couples who filed for divorce the moment they got out. I bet. I bet. I almost think like you're just 
you know, keep it, keep it casual, keep it cute and flirty and like, oh no, we can't see each other. Look at the longing that we have. We're like an old Victorian couple or something. And, or like maybe you're a sailor or you've gone to war, but now you're just like stuck like thigh by thigh watching Netflix together. So <laughs> I, think, I think it varies depending on how many rooms you have to be in. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If this mm-hmm. was my like New York apartment, I'd be like day two. I'd be like, so- or or my like studio apartment. Yeah, I think I might just be like, um, so I'm just gonna go for a long walk and like take an Amtrak to <laughs> Canada. Um JK, you can't do that, so not anymore. We don't recommend. Um the one I have been listening to for company is called Life Uncut. It is a podcast by Bachelor Australia alumni Laura Byrne and Brittany Hockley. Um, so they weren't on the same season. They were on different seasons, but they kind of, you know, in the whole batchy universe came to know each other. Um mm-hmm nobody won Britney's season the guy just didn't pick anyone so she is single and will actually be appearing on the bachelor in paradise soon ish i hope mm-hmm. um Who knows? and laura won i guess her season um and she is engaged and has a baby Aww. so very very cute um so they both kind of offer different perspectives on relationships, which is mainly what this is about. But it is kind of just like listening to like girly chats a lot of the time. Um, they do like a long episode every week focusing on a topic, um, you know, their audience who are primarily like Australian women are interested in. So, you know, um, recently it was things like we're going to talk about careers, but other times it'd be we're going to talk about cheating or um there's an amazing episode where um Brittany shares the tale of her dating a sociopath for a super long time um but they also do a shorter episode every week where they answer listener questions and they actually have some great advice like you know sometimes you listen to these advice podcasts you're like oh my god please do not tell people to do that no good advice on this mostly so (laughs) would recommend life on cut Alrighty then, that is it for this very, very, very special and weird and bizarre, but whatever episode of different hmm. things can be said. Um, this whole situation didn't even change the way that we recorded this because turns out we're masters at this distance. Yeah, thing, so. turns out I don't know. Fun behind the scenes fact: we've been using Zoom for years. Oh yeah, we were like first on Zoom. Yes. Yeah. Now everyone's just having their work meetings and setting their little backgrounds on there. Mm-hmm. So welcome to the fam. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought we would sign up by sharing what our little isolation projects are now that we've all got, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, we're not commuting anymore. Um, we're not going out anymore. We've got some, we've got some extra free time. So Michael, yeah. what have, what are you, have you been doing and what are you hoping to get done? Um, I still have a month and a half of school left. So primarily I would like to finish that in a manner that I'm proud of. Um, It's really hard to be productive right now, but I'd like to do that. Um, I've also haven't really been working that much on school, but hope to soon. Um, I've been doing a lot of coloring and cross stitching. Um, And it's very cute if you want to see my coloring and cross stitching progress you should follow me on instagram um i have an animal coloring book and they're all very cute what Um, is your instagram by the way micah my instagram is at ms clearwater fabulous thank Um, you yeah and what else do i want to do i want to read for fun a little bit more and have less screen time i find that in this period it's really easy to like go back into bad habits that you cured by leaving your apartment and now you can't leave your apartment. So I'm going to try and do that. And as I mentioned, a book club. So many things that I will do from the comfort of my own home. What about you? Adorable. I love it. Um, Yeah, I have, you know, there's been some pretty groundbreaking things I have already done. Um, (laughs) I learned how to play What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction just using the dial 
link numbers on my iPhone. Um, Maybe we should post that on Instagram. Oh, for sure. I'm happy mm-hmm. to tell everyone. So that will definitely go on there. You can follow us at <laughs> um, at DTCBS Podcast and see that talent. Um, I also learned that I do a really good impression of uh, Ernie from Sesame Street, particularly singing Harder to Breathe by Maroon 5. So I'm sure that'll come in handy a lot. Um, <laughs> I can add it to my impression repertoire, which is uh, that uh, Tim Gunn from Project Runway and uh, Britney Spears singing um, Hit Me Baby One More Time. So, wait, wait, wait. You mean our communist comrade, Britney Spears? Our, our, our comrade, uh, Comrade Britney. Yes. I do a really, um, really good Comrade Britney. Can, can, you, um, can you give us a welcome to mood, please? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, that's not my best like intro line. My best one is more like, designers, you have one hour. Make it work. <laughs> Very good. That's a pretty good one. Um, but I'm excited to go to Mood Fabrics when, when we go back to New York and just be like, we're back in mood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from that, I am also working on a collaborative One Direction fanfic. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a really exciting, worthwhile project there. I do want to get the first draft of a novel that I've been meaning to write for like a year and a half done. So um, I'm I'm saying like, oh, I'll wake up a little bit earlier in the mornings and do it. But I can actually wake up like an hour later and do it because now I have no commute to work. Um, And I also don't have to walk to the gym because the treadmill is like four foot away from my bed right now. So, nice. um, but still, I don't seem to be getting anything done. So <laughs> hopefully we'll be reporting back next episode and there'll be, I'll have like, you know, this best-selling novel slash very popular fanfic under my belt. Micah All the colored like a hundred animals. Micah's like oh, Micah will have like colored on the walls of like totally <laughs> insane. Like the walls of our studio apartment. We just have like a colored in lobster or something on them. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's that's our motto going forward. It'll be fine. Um mm-hmm. so as we mentioned, you can follow us at DTCBS podcast on the gram. Um and we hope that you stay home stay safe mm-hmm. stay healthy and we will be meeting you soon under more normal circumstances we hope <laughs> fingers crossed bye, bye. bye.